0: Sweet soldier's daughter.
1: Look, you can't control what happens with the market, but you can't control how you react to those changes, and you can control how much risk you take. Today, Josh will talk a little bit about how both Fear and greed both play a major role in your risk analysis and how you make decisions. You're also gonna learn about the three most common ways to measure your own risk. And for a little fun, you'll hear about the inherent risks Josh faces simply for being friends with me. It's a good one, you're gonna wanna hear it. And your host of the show, Josh Brettel, is the owner and founder of FSR Wealth Strategies. For the last 18 years or so, he's been helping people just like you thrive in their retirement. So now I'll uh, end this introduction, and it's time for you to enjoy the show. FSR Wealth Management is a registered investment advisor located in Elmhurst, Illinois. Information and opinions contained in this audio have been arrived at by FSR Wealth Advisors. All information herein is for informational purposes and should not be construed as investment advice. It does not constitute an offer, solicitation, or recommendation to purchase any security. FSR is not providing legal, tax, accounting, or financial planning advice in this audio. These views are as of the date of this publication and are subject to change.
0: Sweet soldier's
1: daughter. Because, I mean, we talk a lot about 90s, and that's kind of like the song of the 90s. It is? Well, no, but like for you
0: and I, it is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I agree. We were so cool.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's that's pretty much how I would explain us. Uh, Do you think you still have those Schmidt hit tapes sitting around?
0: (laughs) You mean... The tapes you made to play in my 1990 LeBaron Convertible on the way to school? Was it 1990?
1: I thought it was in 93.
0: No, it was a 1990. Okay. 1990 LeBaron Convertible.
1: <laughs> yes, I, yes, those mixtapes. And, you know, saying that out loud, mixtapes back then were really meant for one person to give to another, like a significant other. Like I made Carla mixtapes when I was trying to. Get you her made to go a lot of
0: people mixtapes. I know. don't. I mean, I don't feel honored. I don't think Carla should feel honored. You just made a lot of mixtapes.
1: I did. I I feel like music is um, awesome.
0: So, I don't, I don't. so, if I remember correctly, the first song was a Bare Naked Ladies song, followed by Third Eye Blind.
1: Yeah, I think that sounds about right. I mean, I'm going to say Schmidt hits got up to like volume twelve, all in our yeah. all in my senior year. So. I don't know. I think it was always third eye blind, Bare naked ladies matchbox 20 was always there. Um,
0: so, so at some point after my wife and I were married, we went to a matchbox 20 concert at in Tinley park Mm -hmm. with one of her friends, her Mm -hmm. friend, Kim, Kim is brilliant. She's a, a doctor. Um, she's really intelligent and, We're standing there, and towards the end of the show, behind Rob Thomas, this giant light-up, like it's huge, it has to take up half the stage, light-up number 20 comes up. Okay. And we're singing, we're dancing, and Kim turns around looks at my wife and I and goes, what do you think the significance of the 20 is? (laughs) Oh, God. And to this day, we still... Well, bring up the 20 every now and then. And to her. you should.
1: There are certain things you just do not let people forget. That being one of them.
0: <laughs> but Dave, for us, it's like anything in high school. Right.
1: I do wonder, though, what like what is the significance of the number 20 in their name? That's something maybe I can research after maybe. this.
0: Do you think she was going deeper than we even knew? Possibly.
1: Yeah. yeah. Maybe she was a philosophy major and she was like, hmm, what does this mean?
0: You want to know something that terrifies me? Sure. Before we started talking, we were kind of prepping getting things ready, and you're like, I got to go pee. And Mm -hmm. and I was like, okay, I'll just sit here and stare at myself. You're like, no, you go pee too. So I went out and had to disconnect my microphone and do all sorts of stuff. And I come back, and I didn't realize we were recording, and you somehow convinced me to sing Sweet Soldier's Daughter into a recording uh, recorded microphone, which is... uh,
1: Hey, thanks. Never. Good. My goal was to get you to sing more of the chorus. Uh, That's all just, I know. Yeah, oh, okay. good. <laughs> no, all right. Well, perhaps in a future episode, we can pull up like the lyrics.com and have that going while we listen to the song. Yeah, that'd uh, be, just what everyone tunes in for. It'd be, be fantastic. All right, Josh. Episode seven, retirement equals freedom podcast. Uh, what do you have planned? What do you have planned for today? I'd love to know
0: you know sometimes i think that the topics we talk about whoa look at that you know graphics you put up there you're such an
1: artist they're working so hard Um,
0: sometimes i think the topics we talk about are morbid and boring Mm -hmm. and i try and bring people back to the basics but today is one that's extremely important and probably when people think about what the heck a financial advisor does, it's the one thing they think about, which is risk. Uh, how much risk people are taking and where they're taking it and how they're taking it and all sorts of fun stuff. And this is something that we dig into. It's kind of integral into our our lives. But I wanted to just kind of touch the surface today for how, as a retiree, you should be thinking about risk. because. As I've said before, Dave, believe it or not, you have to think differently as a retiree, even when it comes towards risk.
1: Yeah, no, well, that makes sense. Risk when it comes to what, like, is it more risky to get into your car and drive? Real risky to go to a restaurant to eat? Or what are we talking about here? Like market risk?
0: I said talking about. You did. You set it up. Uh, no, I'm talking about market risk. And we could get, I mean, there's all sorts of crazy risk. You start getting into financial risk, and we're talking about, um, you know, interest rate risk and, longevity there there's risk up the wazoo but um we're specifically talking about market risk we're talking about the ups and downs of the stock market and how it impacts someone's someone's portfolio someone's retirement
1: okay and so like these are things out
0: of the out of your control out of our control for the most part right yes and no mm. that's the funny thing we we you know growing up as a child Um, my father, I think I've mentioned this in a prior podcast, used to talk about what we called his attitude speech. And he used to always tell us, you can never control what happens to you, but you can control how you react to it. And as a child, you used to hate hearing that because for some reason, the back of your head, you knew he was right. Um, but the same thing's true with, 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 um, the market, market risk. You can't control when, things are going to happen, but you can control how much risk you're willing to take and you can control what you do about it, how you react to it. Got it. Okay. Right on. So we'll get into the reaction portion of it, probably in another podcast. Um, you know, you just attended a, a whole hour long workshop. I gave pretty much all on that topic of how to react to market risk. And it was fairly entertaining, I think, but, uh, I don't think I want to get into it here in in this specific podcast.
1: Would that be the the first time we did a live stream, that presentation you're talking about?
0: Yeah, that was so much fun. I really enjoyed that. We're like super tech
1: awesome and savvy at FSR Wealth Strategies. Uh,
0: More so than some, less than others. I mean, not everyone has the Dave on their... uh, That's true.
1: Although I just stuck with Dave this time. I'm toying with changing it every every episode what do you think you think people care
0: you're gonna keep the dave portion though well
1: no it could be like different nicknames and and things like i was gonna make up a title for this one like
0: but i just wasn't feeling creative so i don't know Hmm. for those of you listening to the audio portion of this dave's put a lot of work into the graphics and everything it's really pretty i'm really proud of him i mean thank you i appreciate that all right Mm -hmm. uh kick it away josh i'm
1: curious to uh to talk about this here or or to, to learn to be your uh your
0: grasshopper, if you will. Grasshopper. Oh, grasshopper. Um, (laughs) Dave, when you save money, assuming you save money, I always tell everybody the very first thing you should do is when you think about plan for retirement is just save. Um, And after that, we'll figure out where to save. But when you save money, what do you want it to do? Why are you saving that money? Right now for Emergency. Yeah, but like why why would we put it into an investment as opposed to a bank account? What 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 benefit do we get out of that? Make more money? Yeah, it's gonna grow more. It's gonna, you know, people want growth. And people are really confused at how the works and we can talk about how the stock market works and all that. We can talk about that, but specifically what we wanna talk about is The ups and downs that occur when you save because it's not just saving, it's not an interest rate, it's not a CD that you say, Hey, you're going to get two percent, three percent, four percent. You're going to have ups and downs, and those ups and downs, how big they are, is the risk. So, it's really that downside. Everyone's okay with the upside, everyone loves the up, it's that down that occurs. And we're recording this the end of March of 2022. The first quarter of this year has been pretty rough, we've seen some pretty big downs. in the stock market, which we haven't seen for for quite some time, and so that's the risk. The risk is you put that money away, and it's not as big as it it was um, when you put it away. So it's like how much you're willing you're willing to lose. How much you're willing to lose. How much of your assets are people talk about it in a percentage. People talk about it in a dollar amount. But Dave, you're dead right. It's how much you're willing to lose. And the funny thing is people often don't realize that they can set that number. They can identify that. Um, they can, and you know, people say, well, I have to take the risk or I have to do this. I, I do it because there's no other choice. Well, you do have a choice. And you can, you can set your ups and downs. So I love talking about people's emotions. And you heard me talk about in that uh, Market Corrections workshop, the emotions of fear and greed when it comes into play and greed, you know, people, when the market's going up, people hear, I want it, you know, I earned 10%. I did this. And people that greed kicks in. Um, and then when the market starts to go down, the fear kicks in and they, they get worried And both of those cause bad decisions. Uh, the greed causes you to take more risk than you wanted to. And the fear causes you to get out of a market when you probably shouldn't get mm, out of it. Yeah. So, What we always tell people is identifying how much risk you're willing to take, how much of a downswing you're willing to take, and then maximize the up for that given down um, will earn you a heck of a lot more in the long run. And as a retiree, that is extremely, extremely important.
1: Sounds like a it sounds like a lot of work. Like how often do you have to reevaluate just like how much risk you're taking?
0: Well, there's two parts to it. There's how much risk you're willing to take. Mm. You know, how much do you want? And there's other how much risk are you taking? And there, there's we have lots of systems in our office that automate how much risk you are taking, but how much risk you're willing to take? You should probably update. I mean, at least once a year, mm. um, if not more often, as life changes. You know, as, as you know, if you haven't, if you get, you know, you lose a spouse, you retire, you move, you buy something big. Whatever it might be, that's when you want to reevaluate how much risk you're willing to take. And as we talk to our clients or even people that come into our office, that's something we're always trying to decipher. We're always trying to figure that out for people. Uh, We have something which we can go into in in a future podcast about exactly how we figure that out. But um, it's something that you need to be looking at continuously. And you need to make sure that somebody is looking at how much risk you are taking. Um, What are you willing to take and what are you actually taking cool cool we got really technical so far today I mean we've gone
1: (laughs) well and I think of this retirement equals freedom podcast I think well we're going deep today we are getting into the weeds so to
0: speak (laughs) enough of this fluffy pudding cake stuff we're gonna talk about risk yeah
1: enough enough of Dave interjecting with random stuff about the 90s no this is just serious business today (laughs) You know, this is a good break. Um, Today's coffee is brought to you by Cometeer. Again, no no affiliate relationship. This is the blend. It is uh, Ecuador. Or no, it's a tea. So it's Equator, not Ecuador. It's Equator. Or Equator. (laughs) Equator. English language is tricky, you know, teaching it is. It teaching is. seven-year-olds about, you know, why there's 18 different ways to say something. Uh, this is delicious, Josh. This has notes of cherry in it, and uh, I'm going to bring a couple samples to the office tomorrow. Like I said, I was going to do last week, and I forgot, but I'm going to do it tomorrow.
0: I look forward to it, and mm-hmm. do you know how you and I are both in our early 40s? Um, there are certain things in our lives that make me feel old mm, yeah. um, and there's two big ones right now. One is that I've noticed every now and then I can't see the little like the little fine print on things or like mm. the kids like toys. I have to f- read what something says in the dark. and I have a hard time with that and that's bothering me. <laughs> um, and the other is I can't drink coffee afternoon. <laughs> can't do it. <laughs>
1: Can't do it. In other words, Josh is old. You know, I actually, last time I was at the office, I did see you whip out some readers a couple of times. You didn't think I saw you, but I saw them.
0: I saw Those them. aren't actually readers. I don't own a pair. Those are blue light glasses. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, that <laughs> makes it so much better. <laughs> much better. They look so much classier than readers on a 41-year-old. Oh,
1: my gosh. All right, continue. I, uh,
0: on to uh, the next. No, so the big thing I I tell everybody um, is after you identify how much risk you want is let's build a portfolio that's you're comfortable with and that's where you should be. Because the number one thing I see besides people paying too much in taxes is that most retirees are taking way too much risk. Mm-hmm. Um, they're taking more risk than they even know about and definitely more than they probably should. And, uh, the, it, what's the what's the famous Mike Tyson phrase, Dave? Um, Every, everyone has a plan to get punched in the face. Come on, yes. Murray. Sorry, I, I mean
1: I can't keep up with them.
0: No, it's impossible. Yeah. But uh, it, it, as you're working, people don't think you know, as long as you have that paycheck to offset, you know, any market losses or anything, it doesn't really matter. But for retirees, those market last, losses become way more important. I mean, you can't you can't sustain them and ride through them the way that you could for most retirees um, when you were working. Now, there are some people that's great, no issues whatsoever. But for for a lot of people, they're taking more risk than they think. And they're probably taking more risk than they should. Is is uh, I think you may have answered this, but is this risk
1: like a number is it like a percentage or like you say, calculate how much risk how, is percentage, right? Or is it like, a, I don't know, what is it?
0: There's all sorts of ways to calculate risk. There's different definitions of risk. People will use standard deviation, things like that. In our office, it's a score. We Mm -hmm. actually score it on a range from one to 99. So um, we can give three different scores. We can give the score that you're comfortable with. And we have ways of identifying that. We can have what you're actually taking in in your portfolio. And then we can take, we can also show you where, where we think you should be. So, um, but and they're all equal. It's a it's, it's kind of like a, a speed limit, if you will. Oh, cool. And that speed limit goes from one to 99. Okay. So that would be a fun one. We could actually spend quite a bit of time talking about the risk scoring model and the risk scoring methodology. And uh, it's it's actually more fun than you would think. <laughs> it sounds enthralling. Oh, it is. It is. <laughs> so. Risk score
1: episode. <laughs> 10 maybe
0: <laughs> I'm making... probably, probably closer to like 20 or 30. But oh we'll god, if we make it that far. All right,
1: I'm making notes here. Risk score. That's a topic we gotta to cover. You also mentioned something else for a future topic. I was so worried about my coffee that I just forgot it. But we'll we'll listen to the recording and we'll figure it out. <laughs> I'm
0: sure you will. And we, yes, that's what we do here. So um but no, risk is a real thing. Risk is something retirees got to worry about. And it's not something that um, should be taken lightly. So it's, I, I always tell people they think they are taken care of because this is the one thing most financial advisors focus on. And they think they've, they've got it all taken care of. But it's different for retiree. And if your financial advisor doesn't specialize with retirees, it, they're not taking the whole picture into consideration.
1: Now, you did mention something about how you think most retirees are taking too much risk. Are you done with that thought?
0: <laughs> should, I, <laughs> sh- should I not be done with that no, thought? I'm should just... we expound on that thought? No, I'm just uh, yeah. No, let's, I'm talk, let's talk about retirees taking too much risk. Because you and mentioned here's... it. I just didn't
1: know if you wanted to talk more about it. That's why. That's all.
0: So let's talk about why I think retirees are taking too much risk, David.
1: Oh, yes. I was hoping you talk about this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it has to do with the riveting the riveting topic of sequence of returns risk mm mm-hmm. mm mm-hmm. yeah so you know people will say hey the market gets 7% or the market gets 5% or whatever it might be people will pull numbers out of you know what and- <laughs> tell you they average something, but it's never a straight line. It's never a, you know, if if it's averaging 7%, it's never 7% every single year. You know, some years it's plus 15, some years it's minus 12, some years it's plus 20, some years it's minus 20, some years it's four, you know, every year is different. Make sense? Oh, totally. Now, Now, as you're putting money away, so as you're saving money in your working years, put money in your 401ks, the order in which those returns happen doesn't really matter it's kind of it's as long as they happen as long as you get the averages we're fine okay. but when you go to take that money out of your accounts the order in those which those returns happen really matter so mm-hmm. if you have a big negative year you know if you if you retired in in 08 or 07 and all of a sudden that market crashed out from underneath you you had that that withdrawal that you took, Impacted your overall retirement far greater than if you retired in, you know, 2011, and the with the decline happens now per mm-hmm. se, because that negative happens so early. Now it may average, you may average the same thing, but your money will not run, run out substantially quicker. So that's why I say most retirees are taking too much risk and. The other reason is quite simple. Um, I'll say this over and over again: money is a tool; hmm. it's not a pretty object. And if you have the tool in place to take care of yourself for the rest of your life, the only thing that can happen with too much market risk is that you don't you you lose out on that ability to be safe. You know, how is your life going to change if you? Get an extra one to two to 3%. Most people that I ask that question to, it's not whatsoever. Yeah. But your life could change drastically if all of a sudden you lose 20% you weren't planning on. Mm. Yowzers. So we went from riveting to morbid all, right. all in one podcast. You do that pretty well, Josh.
1: You do that well. So um, if you're up for it, I'd like to introduce a new segment I came up with. Oh, we're doing bits now. I mean, I don't know if it's a bit, but it, um, well, here, I I made a jingle. Dave relates to retirees. (laughs) (laughs) Can we we hear it again? Can we hear it again? (laughs) I should only let you hear it once. I'll do it one more time, okay? All right. right.
0: (laughs) Dave relates to retirees. Yeah. Oh, that makes up for me singing at the beginning. (laughs) All right, Dave. Let's hear how you relate
1: to retirees. All right. So you okay? Fair game here. I Josh gives me just a brief kind of recap of what he wants to talk about, and then I kind of have to go off and do my own research because I know nothing about money. He's made that very very clear. So market risk. I don't. I don't know necessarily what it is, but one thing I do know, and I want to brand this segment as the following. Um, this is called the market risks of being friends with Dave that are hundred percent out of your control. And so these are market risks that Josh knows well, and these are market risks that are out of his control. Um, I, I hope this is, I hope this is compliance approved. Totally <laughs> compliance approved.
0: Right, this is good.
1: how I relate to market risk. Cause I don't, I don't have investments, blah, blah, blah. So I think, okay, we all know the upside of being
0: friends with me. I mean, we've, duh. I mean, by just the few episodes we've listened to, everyone knows him now.
1: Yeah, 100%. But there are some inherited risks that Josh knows, and they're out of his control. Um, Things such as, you know, back in high school, he never, he made sure to not let our friends let me drive his The Baron at off-campus lunch. We were seniors. He was a junior. We had his keys every day, but he said, do not let Dave drive the car. A risk of being my friend that looks like my actual car, Dave. I know. It's in 1993, though. I, I Googled it. I, I thought that's what your motto was. But yeah. I know. Hey. So a risk is I could have driven your car and, you know, crashed it. Mm-hmm. Another inherent risk is every morning you'd pick me up for school, I'd have a market day breakfast burrito, and I'd leave the dirty plate in your trunk. And at any given time, there could be a week's worth of dirty burrito plates in your mm-hmm. trunk. And mm-hmm. your mom would come outside, David, bring in the dishes. <laughs> David, we're out of plates for dinner. Please get them out of Joshua's trunk. And, you know, when Bex gets on a roll, just watch out. Other risk I forgot my wall all the time. That's a, that's a risk of being my friend. Uh, I wore way too much yellow in high school. It's a risk of being my friend. <laughs> uh, I mean, you remember, I used to, you remember we used to drive through Elmhurst and honk at people and we kept a notepad. Oh, yeah. Yes, we yeah. kept a notepad mm-hmm. of who would actually wave or flick us off and we had a tally. That's a risk of being my friend. I would force you to honk at random people on the street and potentially get arrested for it. And then, of course, saying appropriate thing to us. Do you remember who was the best waiver? No, it wasn't. It wasn't necessarily who it was. Like uh, geographically related. So, if I think about your th- the three kind of topics that you talked about um, for today and risk and retirees, your risk is identifiable and measurable. Well, again, let me show you this slide, Josh. You can identify and measure the inherent risks of being my friend versus the upside of being my friend. So I turn to you. Can you uh, take it home for us?
0: Whenever you take a risk, you have to identify if that risk is worth it or not. Yes. And the jury's still out with you. (laughs) It's
1: it's been since 1996. So you've had uh,
0: 26
1: years to figure it out. You still haven't figured it out though, huh?
0: I still keep coming back for more, so it
1: must be worthwhile. Well, I'll tell you this. uh, If you did not take that risk, would you be able to hear this? Dave relates to retirees.
0: Yeah. Come on. Oh, Dave, (laughs) I think that you slammed this podcast home. I sent you a text that said, here are the three key points I want to talk about. That risk is how much you're willing to lose. That it's identifiable and measurable and that most retirees are taking too much risk. And with that one little simple analogy, Dave, mm-hmm. you took us home. So I, uh, I appreciate that. And I, uh, I
1: appreciate you connecting the dots. You are a master of one.
0: <laughs> oh, so on future podcasts, can we expect, to hear the jingle again? I mean, are are, there going to be more relating to retirees?
1: I'm thinking about having that professionally recorded by actual artists with instruments and and all that. I'm not too settled on the name of the segment yet. Dave relates to retirees, but we'll get there. We'll get there. I may even do it live one time for you.
0: Well, that would be, uh, that would be fantastic. (laughs) I know. (laughs)
1: All right, Josh. Hey, great segment today on uh, market risk, man. Enthralling. I can't wait to talk about the, whatever that super long three-word thing is you talked about. Serviceable something, right? What was it called?
0: Are we talking about sequence of returns risk? Sequence of return risk. Sorry, four words. Oh, yeah. Dave, don't hey. make me break out my Excel spreadsheet. Man, you do love a good Excel spreadsheet. All right. Hey,
1: wherever you listen to podcasts, make sure to follow us. Share us with your friends. Buy, comment, to your coffee. I mean just don't stop listening all right Josh subscribe say nice things say nice things and with that Josh bye bye